Hey guys, it's Big Dot O'Clock. Today's Thursday. Who's excited? Welcome to the Big Dot Radio Show. My name is Cherish with a double R. I remain your host. Today we're going to be having so much fun on today's show as I have amazing content in store for you. Um, I mean, so many things are happening in Nigeria from the increase in prices of fuel to the outrageous prices of foodstuff in the market. Ah, man must chop shah. To the extension of ASU strike. Students shall, we are somehow happy, but then <laughs> we want to graduate last, last. So today we're just going to be easing everybody, making sure that as far as the, after you listen to this show, you feel better. Everything that you are going through, it will disappear. So this is like your this is like your therapy session with <laughs> Cherish and I have my co-host here. I'm PJ Fons, but I'll be introducing her later. So um, before we move into the interview segment, we have an amazing person on today's show who is the tallest model in sub-Saharan Africa. You're listening to The Big Dot Show. Welcome back, guys. That was Champion by Fireboy. I mean, every one of us in Nigeria and even outside the country, we are all champions. I mean, we're surviving this harsh economic situations like Pepe now. There's no 15-year Pepe. I'll show you away. <laughs> Moving to interview segment. Today on the show, we have with us Bakari Mubarak. I'm going to be doing a brief introduction and we'll hear it from Bakari himself. So Bakari Mubarak is a Nigerian model, actor, influencer, entrepreneur, and beauty pageant title holder who won Mr. Choir International 2015-2016. He is the tallest model in sub-Saharan Africa. He stands at five, six foot nine. He is one of the most notable tallest men in Nigeria. Bakari Mubarak is an African cultural ambassador, youth ambassador, African art promoter, and an international humanist. Bakari was recognized as a youth ambassador by the African Achievers Award, rated by Forbes as one of the most prestigious award ceremonies on the continent. He has leveraged his unique status to promote culture while incorporating arts, humanitarianism, ecotourism, lifestyle, and fashion. Bakari Mubarak has worked with renowned brands such as Fashion TV, MTN, African Fashion Week London, African Fashion Week London and Nigeria, Sustainable Fashion Week New York, amongst many others. He was recently appointed the Goodwill Ambassador to the World Fashion Exhibition, Africa is Now, Los Angeles, June 2022, Paris, October 2022. In 2021, Bakare co-founded a company called Expedition 54 Limited. Trust me, his resume is quite interesting. So, welcome. Join me. Welcome, Bakare Mubarak, tallest model in Sub-Saharan Africa. You're welcome to the show, sir. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Awesome. So, we're just going to hit straight to the questions um it's going to be short and precise i hope that's okay with you fantastic yeah it is absolutely please shoot <laughs> okay so um briefly i'd just love you to tell us how your modeling career kicked off 
So your model, the tallest model in sub-Saharan Africa, that's huge, right? So we want to know, how did this whole modeling thing start? Uh, so uh, this all started off while I was in my first year in the senior secondary school, which okay. is um, SS1, as we call it here in our country. Okay. You know, um, at the time, I there was a certain casting that was done in my school. I was I, I went to a boarding school at the time. It okay. was um, EGC, Ilorin, that's a federal government college in Ilorin, okay. Metro. Uh, that's the capital of Kwara State. And um, oh. so there was this casting that held uh, in our school at the time. And um, I was casted. You know, I was lucky enough to be casted. Yeah. Very effortless you know, uh, to take a role. In fact, one of the major roles in the film. The name of the film is The Red Out 7. Okay. You know, uh, it was produced by Udoka Onyeka and Ulufemi Okusonwo. Okay. You know, and uh, this film was a film that was uh, basically uh, focused on the African body house experience, right? Uh, okay. You know, yeah, an average, um, uh, like an average experience of a young African who's gone to a boarding school. That's the whole idea of the film. Basically. All right. And, uh, yes, and that was uh, also the very first film Jamie O'Connor took a role in. You know, that wow. was a serious thing. Yes, and uh, I was um, so I we, we literally acted at. Um, you know, hand in hand in the film. Uh, you know, I was one of the, the, the as the name implies, the Red House Seven. Uh-huh. I was one of the seven boys in Red okay. House. You know, uh, one of the seven junior boys in Red House, and literally, I aced it. I must confess, I was pretty wow. young. I was about, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was about fifteen then at that time. You know, that was in 2010. Okay. You know, and uh, so. Believing the role, it gave me more confidence, you know, uh, and I felt, oh, if I could feel so comfortable in front of the camera this first time, you know, and going back to modeling, one of the, one of the basics about modeling is being comfortable in front of the camera, you know, because you're always going to be in front of the camera. In front of the camera, yeah. Yeah. So that gave me, um, that gave me the balls, you know, <laughs> for me, and my <laughs> friends, you know, okay. to, um, to, uh, want to take it a leap further, right? Yeah. So I said to myself that I'm going to be a model someday, you know, and, um, I could remember in 2015, you know, years after, about five years after, okay. you know, at the time I was, I was, um, I was already almost 20. I was, I was 19 at the time. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, when I took a role, uh, when, when I actually represented my mom's local government in Paris State to contest for pageantry. You okay. know, uh, the pageantry called, contest called, um, uh, Mr. and Miss Quara International 2015. Yeah. You know, uh, of course the rain is usually a year. So that's why it's called 2015 and 16. So it's always 2015 4 slash 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, you know, as God will have it, I won that contest, you know, because wow. I, I could remember I put in my all. I was so diligent. And, uh, you know, of course, um, I was uh, uh, I was groomed as a model 
and simultaneously as a pageant king, you know. Wow. And, uh, that was how we all started. You know, I started off in, you know, uh, so by means of that training I got at the time during the whole um, process and all of that, 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 that galvanized uh, the interest and, you know, uh, uh, the action, basically. And yeah. I started off in 2016, I'll say, and um, that was the same year I finalized my school. Uh, that was uh, 2016, and I, I I had to serve in 2017. Fortunately, mm. wow. uh, I yeah, you know, um, I I was I was literally deployed to um, Bielsa State, you know, okay. and uh, I, I I had to deploy because I had this uh, I I I I had the intent, you know, to um to to start off like to kick off uh well enough, you know, and I felt um it was going to do me a lot of favor, or uh, it was going to do me a lot of good to be in Lagos. Oh you know, because, uh, yeah. you know, the market, you know. Yeah. So I had yeah. to deploy to Lagos State at the time. You know, and um, I was all I, I was regarded the tallest boat, the copper in Nigeria at the time. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, that was how I moved to Lagos in 2017, and you know, started my thing. Uh, you know, um, commercials, you know, TV commercials, done yeah. a couple running, okay. uh, uh, billboard, uh, eye fashion modeling. Uh, you know, uh, uh, catalog, uh, and, and, and what have you, basically, yeah. you know, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to work for quite a number of brands, you know, uh, in fact, tomorrow I am, I'm going to, to meet a client tomorrow. I would not okay. want to say the brand name, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. um, uh, but, but then, yeah, it's been like that, worked for quite a number of brands, home and, um, outside of the African continent as well. And, um, yeah, up until date, basically. Wow. Well, I mean, like, your story is really beautiful. And one thing I took note of was the fact that you started out really young. So there are many of us who, or there are many Nigerians, Africans, there are many people who discovered maybe what they really want to do or what their passion is like really neat and the fact that you got yours early I think has been an edge for you mm. and it's really amazing so this moves me to my next question um you know you're regarded as the tallest model in sub-saharan Africa right Right. I think you're even the tallest in Nigeria. So the tallest man in Nigeria. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I am actually not the tallest man in Nigeria, but uh, oh. the tallest man in Nigeria is possible, like, uh, you know, uh, coincidentally, my friend. You know, done awesome. quite a number of things together. You know, so many publications about us, uh, wow. you know, back in the days. We've done quite a number of things together. Wow, wow. You, you, yeah. They say yeah. birds of the same feather flock together. Absolutely. So it's no surprise. Funny enough, funny enough, we have a network of the tallest people across Africa. Oh my you know, God. They're all on the platform. Yeah, you have, you have a platform, you know. Okay, I feel oppressed at this point. So we, wait. So you guys can stop paying us. 
you get taller as well. <laughs> so, the people that are short, uncle, what would we do, please? <laughs> well, we, we would not be responsible for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so um, let me ask, what role did your height play in forging your career as a model? Now, um, were there any challenges or was it like, were you always having a headway because of your height? Ah, this guy is tall. Let's give him this thing you get. So, uh, in all honesty, uh, there's nothing that has uh, advantages that do not have disadvantages, you know. True, uh, true. You know, even while growing up in school, I could remember uh, there was always going to be an advantage and disadvantage of this and that mm-hmm. when... When they are, when they are teaching us the etymology of uh, of a certain concept and or you know they tell us oh this is a disadvantage yeah this is the advantage yeah so in a nutshell yes there was advantage uh, and on the flip side there were some disadvantages as well but, okay um, I have been able to one of the one of the things that happens to be my biggest flex is the fact that I have deliberately over time been able to work on um, having a mind of my own. Yeah. In the sense that, uh, so I, I got to know uh, the fact that it is very pertinent okay. that you take control of your mind as a human. Yes, true. Right? Yes. So that informs the fact that I do not see those disadvantages as disadvantages. Yeah, I don't know if I'm making any sense. You are definitely. I tend, I, I, I tend to believe, and uh, I took, I, I tend to realize very quickly enough that it is not really about the circumstance or yeah. the scenario, but how you feel about your perception and your perspective about the scenario. Yes. If you know what I mean. Yes. So in all honesty, um, I've been able to look at things the positive way, in the positive light, okay. you know, rather than look at it as a cost, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, the challenges, I, at some point in time, I begin to look at them as a, as, as, as an opportunity, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So, in all honesty, um, so for instance, I'll give you an instance. Uh, one of those challenges is the fact that um, uh, I don't get to do a lot of runways. Right, okay. uh, because most of the time, look at it this way: I am pretty tall. I'm always about the almost about the tallest person on the block every yeah. other day, right? Yes. Yeah. So you can imagine a designer making a piece for me. It has to be custom made. It has to be bespoke. Very true. And that's translates to the fact that no other person can <laughs> wear. It. Okay. You get the point. That's true. So that I'm funny. Be, yeah, that might not be economical for yeah. a designer who's making a piece for you to wear on the runway. That's true. So most of the time when I get some runway job, it is deliberate. It's like uh, very intentional. They want me to, they probably the casting director want me to open or close the show in grand yeah. style. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Wow. But I've been able to see that as a strength. I've been able to see that as a uniqueness rather yes. than begin to see it as, uh, you know, the other way around. Wow. And I, I play to it as well, you know, such that, of course, 
of course, there's no... The, the, we have uh, Runway, for instance, is only one out of so many types of modeling. Yeah. So I've been able to, yeah, I've been able to do commercials, like I said to you. I've been able to do billboards. Yeah. I've been able to do eye fashion. I've covered magazines. I've, wow. you know, I've done, uh, uh, you know, quite a number of, uh, uh, of other types of modeling, you know, mm. that, that, that I ventured into as well. So, um, I, and, uh, one, one, one of the greatest things, uh, I'd consider ever uh, uh, being able to do is the fact that I was able to leverage on my unique status. So yeah. I often say something, right? I often say that modeling for me is not the ultimate. Okay. Rather, it's the deployment strategy for me to 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 uh, to position myself for global impact and opportunity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So by virtue of that, I able to leverage on that same unique status, you know, yeah. to promote the African culture, yeah. you know, whilst incorporating art, you know, culture, uh, 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 tourism, on the, uh, you know, as yeah. well, simultaneously, and preaching my message of, uh, uh, preaching and propagating my message of peace, unity, and solidarity amongst Africans on the continent and outside of the African continent, yeah. you know. So uh, this for me, I think is um, uh, it's 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 like a milestone for me because yeah. it was it was me uh, uh, being able to would I say revolutionize uh, the, the 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 perception of the industry, you know, yeah. uh, being able to carve a niche, basically. Yeah, let me put it like that. You know, I was able to carve that niche successfully. You know, and uh, I I have been able to. Um, you know, yeah, being able to carve that niche, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, very spontaneously. And I think uh, that's something I, I find really interesting about me, you know. Wow. And uh, by, by means of that, I've been, I've been in those spaces I've mentioned, you know, in the yeah. tourism space, in the, uh, the heart space, and, you know, culture, I, am, I, 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 I tend to have a very a strong pedigree. You know, one of the things I tend to do in the uh, in, in the cultural space is the fact that I was one of my strategies was that I was able to um, uh, uh, affiliate with traditional rulers because these yeah. set of people okay. are the, they are the uh, uh, utmost custodian of culture. Yeah. You know, so by virtue of that, I've been able to um, I've been able to um, to do a lot in that space. Okay, uh, talking okay. about art as well, you know, being able to do quite a lot in that space. As I speak with you, I represent uh, a few artists. Yeah. You know, I in fact I am launching. I'm I'm, I'm almost uh, uh, you know at that point where I'm launching my curating, uh, 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 curating uh, career as well. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know. Also, I was endorsed by the largest art gallery in West Africa. You know, oh. by by virtue of my 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 little contribution, you know, my wow. my my contribution to the, the promotion of African art and culture, basically, you know. Then we will talk about the tourism space as well. You know, I'm pretty much affiliated with uh, the tourism insiders as well. Yeah. You know, uh, if you remember in twenty twenty seventeen, I was a, I was the youngest amongst the, the about 
16 to 17 delegates that were uh, that went on the south, the Nigerian travel southwestern tour. You know, okay. it's uh, yeah. You know, there were about 17 delegates from across the world, yeah. and I was literally the youngest at the time. Yeah. You know, because um, uh, you know, so in a nutshell, uh, I think that I have been able to leverage on the ice as well. You know, yeah. because um, it's, it's of course a natural endowment. That's how I yeah. see. You know, and uh, it makes me magnetic as well. So I've been, I've also been able to work on the content. Yes. You know, content in the sense that, uh, of course, you, I, I, one of my basics to life is that I must have substance. Yes. It doesn't have to be just a physical part of it. It doesn't yes. have to be. Of course, you could brand a product well. Right? Yeah. You could brand the product well enough. Uh, you could brand the product well enough such that the product appeals to the populace. Yeah. But guess what? What about the content? Yeah, right. <laughs> what about very the content? Important. Exactly. It's very, very crucial. So one of the reasons why I have, um, you know, been able to work on the content as well, you know, so that I have substance. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. I'll leave it wow. at that for now. Wow. <laughs> I must say, well done on your serious giant strides in different sectors. So I was going to ask you about your passion for African culture and African arts, but you have definitely done justice to that question. So let's move to expedition fifty four. I would even like to say I would even like to say a little more, you know, uh in all okay. honesty don't drop this, but uh, I would like to say a few other things, okay, you know, that you. might even benefit our audience, you know, that might benefit the populace. One of the things that informed that, uh, I, I get asked that question a lot of times, you know, just the same question, and uh, you know, I say often that one of the things that tends to inform that is the fact that when I look Physically, okay. Uh, in Africa, as African, right? Okay. I tend to I tend to realize that it is as a result of quite a number of things, right? Yeah. Uh, in the sense that uh, one of the things is the fact that we suffer historical amnesia. Yeah. Concept of not knowing our well, without knowing at all, we do not know our history, and yes. it's so perspective, you know. And uh, that informed an information I put out not too long ago. I said that African descent, yeah. you know, for me, I know, I, I, I am aware, I am conscious of the fact that African descent have the whole best. We have the oldest and the greatest history of all times. Yes, truly we do. You know, and I say we should not allow, we should not let slavery be the only chapter that we know. Yes. Right? Yes. So I felt that um, at this point in time, it's a, it's a critical time in our lifetime. Yes. As African descent, right? Yes. At this time, it is very pertinent. There's a pertinent need for us to know who we truly are. Certainly. And oppose that identity, you know, now more than ever. So that informed how 
I started my journey of promoting the African culture. culture. Wow. Because, um, you see, we have to come back to a cultural-based system. We have to come back to an African-based system. Yeah. We need to stop the culture of copying. We need to stop the culture of, of not having a mind of our home. You see an average African want to bleach their skin because they yeah. want to look like the Westerners. They want to look like the Europeans. Mm. Why? It is ignorance. I'll tell you why. You see, the African skin, the average African decent skin is the skin that has the highest pigmentation of all skins on the planet. Yes. That is about the best skin any human can have in the world. So why would you want to bleach that skin if only you have this information? If only you know this information. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You get the point. So hmm. it is um it is it is very, very, very uh passionate that we all know who we are. Yes. And that is exactly what would inform uh, that is what would inform patriotism in the first place, okay. you know, because that is very crucial. You know, I said this at the African Next. I said, yeah, I listened to it. <laughs> yeah, I said, first thing first, we need to understand who we are. We need to understand our history. Yes. That will, you know, it is guaranteed that that will bring about, that will bring about patriotism. To yeah. bring about patriotism, you know, and that has a very critical role to play mm. in Africans' renaissance. When you look critically at the story of Abamieda, the legendary Felakuti, yeah, he was thought, he was he was made conscious. He read a lot of books about the African culture, about the history, basically. Yeah. About who we truly are, about our who our forefathers truly were at the time, and that's one of the reasons why he is an hero, is 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 a legend. He yeah. he he preached to that narrative. He didn't only preach it; he he lived that life. Yeah, exemplary. You know, he was an Africanist to the core. He was a staunch Africanist. Mm. Bella had is is he he had he he had custom made African attires, Afrocentric attires. Yeah. His briefs were made locally. His shoes were made locally. You know, he was an African man to the core. Yeah, literally. This is what he see. This is how we could group crew. This is how we can have a ripple effect. And this will affect, basically, culture is even the base of the economy. Yeah. You know, we complain, we say Africa is 1% of the world's economy and we are almost, we're going to be 26% of the world's population in less than 20 years. So how do we go about this? How do we, how do we change this narrative? How do we radicalize it? We have to come back to an African-based system. Yeah. Imagine an Africa where many of us, or virtually all of us, deem it as a necessity to wear African-produced fabric. Yes. 
indigenous fabric, indigenous leather. It's our own food. Make the, 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 make our hair the Af- African way. Yeah. Listen to Afro beat. You know? And so on and so forth. Rather than being westernized every other day as the day goes by. Surely. You know? So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge subject matter. So I'll just like to uh, leave it at that for now, oh, you know, for the sake please. of this yes. session. Wow, I must say, I can truly relate because I'm a 300-level student of the Department of History and International Studies in Unical. And the history aspect of our study, we goes deeper, way deeper than slavery or colonialism. And there's so much depth to Africans' history that we can definitely, if we know, beat our chest and be proud of. So I truly agree with you on everything you have said. So I'll just ask you, please, for this is our next question, I would love you to be brief, but would love to know. Um, in 2021, you co-founded a company named Expedition 54. So can you kindly, briefly, tell us about it? Oh, well, um, Expedition 54 is uh, pretty dear to my heart. You know, it's a dream come true. You know, um, you know, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to be more impactful. You okay. know, like that was a place for me, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, the name is a very powerful name in the first place. You okay. know, the before when people ask. Uh, the 54 actually stands for all 54 African, African countries. countries. Yeah. Right. Right. And, um, you know, to, not to bore you with, um, so much, uh, information, <laughs> I'll just say that, um, Expedition 54, you know, is a company we have Put together okay. uh, that I've been able to co-found uh, with my very wonderful partner, uh, in person of Doctor uh, Olusei Adebayo Olubi. Okay. Uh, it's, um, it's a company that we have created to bring about meaningful business connections, okay. you know, between African, uh, between Africa and the rest of the world, basically. Okay. Right, uh, yeah. it is an African-focused um, business organization uh, promoting uh, economic growth. You know, through yeah. integration and connection that matters. You know, between businesses in Africa yeah. and other parts of the world. Okay. Laying particular emphasis on African diaspora businesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the company uh, aims to develop the ecosystem, you know, that promotes uh, opportunities for interactions and integrations between uh, stakeholders aligned for uh, for African development. So, 
we are in the business of, uh, you know, some sort of brokerage and facilitation. Being okay. To, uh, and uh, what informs that is the, 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 the hearts and, you know, the, the need to change the African narrative. Okay. You know, the extent to which the damage has been done on our reputation is a lot. So we are creating this platform to say that around the world can connect with the African continent and the African continent can connect with other businesses around the world okay. through us and that can be seamless. Wow. wow. Right. And that can be genuine as well. Yeah. So, Mr. Pakari, wow, I'm so sad that this session is coming to an end. Mm. God, you are such an inspiration, honestly. So, without further ado, I'm going to ask my last question. And um, you, in all your accomplishments, in all your giant strides that you're taking, everything that you have done, you have shown that you are a true African and a proud one at that. Equally, you have shown that you are a proud Nigerian, right? So you have made Nigeria proud. I want to to tell the young people out there, including myself, just give us your final words. What are the things that you want us to start doing, right? Uh, you know, honestly, I'll say that uh, first things first, thank you very much uh, for that question. You know, um, yeah, I'll say that um, it is very pertinent that, like I said to you earlier, okay. in the context of this, uh, part of this um, interview, session, yeah. that, um, this time that we are in, in history is a very critical time, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, it is very pertinent that we have substantial amounts of information about who we are. Yeah. Who we are. A lot of us do not even know. You know, a lot of us do not even know who Honestly. we are. In the first place. So if you don't know who you are, it feels like you're lost. If you don't yeah. have... So history is like a compass. Yeah. You know, history is like a compass. If you don't know... If you don't have your compass, you're lost in the wilderness. Literally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we need to know who we truly are. There's a saying in Yoruba, in my dialect, right? It says, yeah. That means your father's house does not ever scare you. Like, your father's house would not scare you. Okay. That's the name of that. That's the meaning of that adage, I think, your father, right? Yeah. And, yeah. But guess what? What about in a situation where the kid doesn't even know that's his father's house? Yes, I guess. I you know, guess. so we need to know who we are. We need to know who we are beyond just the idea of slavery or beyond just that narrative. Yeah. Slavery. You know, the critical time. And when we do know who we are, when we try as much as possible to go the extra mile to get... Yeah. Necessary information. We will be more conscious. We will be more informed. Like they say, information is power. Yeah. Right. 
and we should try as much as possible as the as the young generation yeah. not to ever ever follow bandwagon. It's a lot going on yeah. in the world of today. It's a lot going on. A lot of people following bandwagon. To try as much as possible to know enough. Yeah. You know, to know enough about who we are, our true narrative. Yeah. And to be honest, uh, that will propel an innate patriotism. Yeah. Right? Because um, in all honesty, you cannot write up the role of patriotism in the world of the day. You know, sure. we cannot write up the role of patriotism in this at this point in time in our lives as Africans. Yeah. We cannot write that because it's not present in so many of us. That's why you see an average African, they want to, as they will call it, they want to chapa. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, look at it this way. You, there's a neighbor, you have a neighbor, right? Okay. yeah. And you think the neighbor has lights, they have lights, they have probably have a lot of water, they have enough food in their freezer, they have yeah. uh, great t-shirts and, uh, and all of that. And you want to go benefit from this, for instance, you know? Yeah. And then you go to this person's house, to your neighbor's house. I'll ask you this. Do you think that your neighbor will literally watch you to take over the house? No, <laughs> definitely not. Would you be able to sleep on your neighbor's master's bed? Uh, master's bed? I no. Swear, or no. in the master's bedroom? No. Would you be able to even, uh, would you be able to, would you have the privilege to cook whatever you want to eat? No. No. That is the same way. That is the same approach. When you're going to other person's land, yeah. all in the name of a greener pasture, you know. Mm. So we should understand it's um, it's very pertinent, and this time in our lives is so critical. Yeah, and we must create the Africa we want. We must create the Africa we yearn. Yeah, running away, never coming back, or with the intent never to come back would not help us. It is not the way to go. At all. We are being marginalized everywhere in the world. We are regarded as a third world country. <laughs> we are being marginalized, you know, despite we have, there's a lot of brain drain also going on. Yes, so, true. Uh, I'll advise that as young Africans, we should never have the intent to leave our nation, never to come back. We should, yeah. we should let go of those intent. Yeah. I'm not writing off uh, traveling outside of the African continent or within African continent. Yeah, I, I, totally. I, I, uh, I advocate tourism a lot because it's one of the greatest ways to learn. It's one of the greatest forms of education, yeah. if you ask me. It helps you understand culture and helps you understand so many people, see things from several perspectives. And guess mm-hmm. what? You're going to be learning so effortlessly yeah. going around the world, so effortlessly, that you would not even realize that you've learned so much. 
until you're called upon to tell how much you've learned. Yeah. So um, we can, of course, um, widen our coast, expand our horizon, go around the world that with the intent to always be a great ambassador of the motherland, yeah. to be a great ambassador of the motherland, and as well to change the narrative to fine-tune the narrative. Yeah, very, you know? very important. And we should also have the interest of our motherland at art. Thank you very much. Mm. And on a final note, we should understand that we were first African before we became any other thing else. And it is only we and we alone that can bring about and galvanize the change and the, the the Africa we yearn and we crave for. Yeah. God bless Africa. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Bakari. This has been the well, most well. enlightening interview session I've had. Like, Omo, you are a fountain of wisdom. Thank you so much, sir. It's such it was such an honor getting to speak with you and learn from you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Awesome. So we should do this again. <laughs> we should. Like, we really look yeah. forward to doing this again. Thank you. So about now, we're going to go on a music break. And when we return, we're going to dive into the fun-filled part of this show. So it's, we're going to be playing... Um, Crazy things are happening by Thames. Um, trust me, plenty Yamayama, good good everything they happen like this particular season. So please enjoy when we return. I'm going to introduce you my co-host. Ah. Okay, welcome back, guys. Crazy things are indeed happening, but in the midst of these crazy things, we remain sane, mentally healthy. Ah, God, it's not easy, but because we have Christ. It has been made easy for us. Yes, yes, I'm a believer. It shocked you. <laughs> okay, so right about now, we're going to be, um, I'm going to introduce my co-host. You've heard her before. Last week, she joined me on this show and we had a lot of reviews. You guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much, guys. Also, her birthday was just on Monday. Can you imagine? So we're going to be singing happy birthday for her after I introduce her. So right about now, Welcome with me, PJ Funds. Her name was Joel last week. Joel. <laughs> this week is PJ Funds. Welcome, love. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, people. How y'all all doing? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Thank you, baby. Have Somebody's trying to show up my voice. I'm actually trying to show up my voice. Who cares? <laughs> Okay, so um, we're going to dive straight into the topics for today. I have some issues here with me that I think are really important societal issues that we should really trash on this platform. So body shaming was a topic that was trending at a particular point in time. Like True. so many people were having seminars, webinars, so many talks about body shaming because it was, it, it looked like it was becoming too much. When it comes to body shaming, people tend to would I say speak ill about a person's maybe a particular physical feature in a person's body maybe your ears are too long I mean these comments 
just pass a certain message, right? Or you're too fat, or you your height, you're too tall. Not even height. Oh. You're too hairy. You just hear very, exactly. very funny like, comments like d- different details. You know about your hair, body. where they come out you from. Thank you. When when God was creating them, where where were you? Uh, Those kinds of comments, right? Now let's move to pocket shaming. I, I I believe that I've never heard the word pocket shaming until I gave you that term. Oh, some applause, please. Rouse innovation, guys. <laughs> so I'm not going to be a hater. But I'll just say that was a good one, you know. Thank you. Chop no kuye. Thank God. I know they yours. chop. Or more thunder. <laughs> I view pocket shaming as pressure being put on people. Now we're talking both genders. Pocket shaming for me goes better with the guys. Goes not better. You just uh, it's just like it's for the guys, right? Yeah. So there's so much pressure put on guys to make money and make it and drive the latest luxury cars, you to know. To make the money fast, fast. Fast, you're, fast. You're 20 years and you're still in your parents' house. What are you doing there, you brother? Understand? And then you're seeing your, your mates driving to school and you're like, depression setting. So that pocket shaming there and even people do it. Aside the society, like in general, having that, oh, uh, you're a man, you're supposed to be responsible, make money. Yeah. People just be like, uh-uh. What are you, for instance, you ask a girl out and she's like, your mates are, are driving Lexus. There was one VN I listened to, and it was all over WhatsApp, that the girl I, was saying, do you know cars have entered? Wow. Hey, God. Ha. Which one has the worst impact? Body shaming or pocket shaming? How many people don't commit suicide from body shaming? How many people don't die from pocket shaming? Or like, which one has the worst effect on people? Okay, to me, there's really no um, percentage to yeah, as right. which has more effect because looking at it statistically, although I'm not really sure of the statistics, uh, you know? speaking English. <laughs> looking at it statistically, it's the same okay. because body shaming. Okay, would look at it from a standpoint like it's mostly for the girls. Yeah, because yeah. Because the girls are, um, are body shaming their fellow ladies. And yeah. then the girls are the ones putting pressure on, on the guys. Okay, On okay. the guys for the pocket shaming. Okay, yeah. So body shaming, I mean, it's bad. Right. It affects a lot. Or me, like, let's say 100%, I'll call it 100%, I'll, I'll say 99.9 areas of your life is really around your self-esteem. Yes. Good morning is self-esteem. Posting on your status is self-esteem. I mean, okay. the fact that you can come up with something and say, ah, about God, about this thing is, is an esteem. Yeah. The fact that you can move up and then introduce yourself to somebody, make a new friend is esteem. Yeah. So even, even answering questions in class, in a lecture hall, Definitely. even talking to the taxi drivers the is, is still around self-esteem. So when once there's an esteem issue, many areas of your life will suffer yeah, drastically. I, I definitely agree with you. Body shaming really has to, it has most of its effect is on our self-esteem, yeah. confidence level. So some of the time, eh, yes, girls mostly face the body shaming thing, but guys also do face it. Okay, when girls say, I can't, I can't marry you because you're short. That I don't want to marry a short one man. Is what I don't understand. I, do you understand? So, I'm taller than him. <laughs> like, how, how, would, how would I be taller than my husband? How? Now? <laughs> <laughs> then, even, even, me, uh, wait, as I shot like this, 
person go just say, I beg, go knock on press me with your height. You know, trying to make you feel down because you're tall. Like, I say you make you short. First, first. I, 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 I don't understand, though. <laughs> PJ, but I know they shall talk to you like directly, <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> I know say you your height is okay for you. Ah uh, uh, come on baby. You oh, know, sure you know. <laughs> my height, my everything. I'm I'm perfect the way okay. you operated it. You have know. Let's not go there. It's have do. Thank <laughs> you. So as I was saying, <laughs> fine boy no be waiting with a chop. I now swear. in pocket where with a chop. When once in give me money, my beauty go cover in ugliness. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Please, me, I want fine husband. That's funny. My children must be fine. Let's not go there. <laughs> okay, so Waiting, waiting be the solution for this body shaming, pocket shaming thing. Okay. First, I would say it actually starts with us. Okay. Now, for somebody like me that has younger siblings, what I'm going to say to others that have siblings and younger siblings is to first try to instill the identification, the self-identification and self-awareness with their siblings. Okay. Then secondly, or, or most profoundly, now God. Now God last us. Knowing yourself, coming to Christ. I mean, coming to the knowledge, the adoption, the sonship in Christ. Man, it changes a whole lot. Yeah. From day one, as you just saw it, that say, hey, Baba, now you are the seven instead. You know, I'm sounding like one big God. <laughs> so when you just say, at the point of surrender, and then you are intentional about this progress. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will help you automatically. Okay. I am a testimony to that. Yes, yeah, so but then I'm not going to testimony. Yeah, in, thank yes, thank you. Calm so down. the Holy Spirit is the difference. Okay, the Holy Spirit is the difference maker. Okay, so when you are in the Holy Spirit, oh, I'm talking too much, but but then this is my topic. I beg, behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so when you are in the Holy Spirit, you you just obey naturally. Okay, you will follow his leading one step at a time. Yeah, yeah, you are I going get to you. understand process. I feel he's you. going to expand your knowledge to so much. Man, the Holy Spirit is my is my boss. Mado. Then he's <laughs> he's my nigga, you know. Okay, so I think that's a very, very beautiful yeah. contribution. Self-identity in Christ. Yes. Cherish with a double R. Oh, when is the right age for a man to settle down? Hmm, well, I know they finish. Oh, this, this is your breath, self. It's what I don't understand. Well, I know they finish. <laughs> when is the right age for a man to settle? Now, this is a very controversial topic. Really controversial because co- it's, still, it's still in relation to the pocket shaming. Because they're all like, ah, I want to settle down sharp, when sharp. When I, you know, man, I was, guys don't want to settle down sharp, sharp. I've not met one guy that wants to settle down sharp, sharp. All the guys I've met or I've heard of, they just. I won't make money. I know a person picking so far, all those kind of things. So uh, I mean, I've heard of guys that really want to settle down sharp, sharp. Oh. Why did they rush go? <laughs> Why did you go ask them? <laughs> okay, so in terms of settling early for a man, you know, for women, eh, there's just this societal, especially in this part of the world. Thank you for saying societal. There's this, there's this thing that says, okay, our flower age, maybe from 20 to 25, let's say 25, especially 22, 23. You I should be in your husband's, husband's house. house. What are you doing in your mother's house? What are you no, doing? Not even 23. When once you are done with university, <laughs> whether you are 18 years old, whether you are 19 years old, they're, Guys, talking, they're already talking about marriage. You, you're talking about... <laughs> you're talking about when once you're done with university because you're... Oh, you want... You, they finish early. People, when they finish university, 27, call. I say, when once you clock that 20, then already they sound... You can't make and wonder like, say, they're insensitive. Now, guys, not very, very. Tell me sorry, please. <laughs> sorry. Thank sorry, you. PJ phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... When it comes to men settling down 
it's there's no okay let's say the age that the society has carved out for the man is 28 to 30 years yes beautiful well said mama ah a lot of men have come out of the shot they have broken out of that that limit that says oh you must get married at 30 and there are men who actually want from 24 you hear guys saying i want married 24 like, i want married 25 26 27 you know 28 and we appreciate the fact that you want to actually get married at an early age because yeah. It's very important. It helps you grow faster with your children, with your kids. If you have children early, yeah. you go through that process being young and not when you're so old and you're 50, your child is in primary primary four. You know, two sets like that. So, no, we society feels like it doesn't set. Yeah. You know, last, last, I was talking to somebody yesterday and although it was not this conversation, aside societally, do you have a stand for yourself? Yeah. Make your standard not come beyond waiting they see for social media. Oh. True, true. You should have a standard for yourself. This is when I want to get married. Walk up, t- walk and um, walk towards it. Yeah. La- the Holy Spirit will even be your, your backing point. Fire because mama. when you're talking about it, oh, you're, you're, you are in alignment with the Holy me Spirit because you are hey, a spirit being. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a spirit being. So your plans are in alignment too. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would not want bad for his child. Yeah, guy, I beg chill, oh. I'm chill, I'm chill. I'm saying that I can't be more grateful. You know, the reviews we had from the last show was really amazing. Yeah, it was energetic. I mean, you brought the same energy to the table. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) And today again, we've trashed out two important topics, and I feel like people that are listening out there are going to be inspired. You can actually ask your questions on our IG page, but then we'll get to that. So, PJ Fonts, please do sign out, diary. Hey, 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 No worry. We trust God for that. Okay, so right about now, we're coming, we're drawing to a close. But before we round up, we're going to be going on a music break to just calm our nerves. And we're going to be playing Somebody's Son by Tiwa Savage featuring Brandy. Now, I know you love this song, but then just listen to the title, Somebody's Son. We're talking about men here, right? Ah. Somebody's Son. You are blessed. Somebody's daughter will find us. (laughs) We'll find them too. Somebody's daughter. All the sons are blessed. You guys are amazing. Our brothers, our friends, our every... You guys are really amazing. Our fathers... So this song is for the ladies and also the son. <laughs> <laughs> Please enjoy. The Big Dot Show. That was Somebody's Son by Tiwa Savage featuring Brandy. I hope you enjoyed the song. Uh, we have come to the end of the show. I hope you had an amazing time. You learned a lot. And beyond words, you were inspired, motivated to push yourself yeah. in the positive direction. And please, no pressure. No so if you pressure. Are, if, zero pressure. PJ Fons, why are you still talking? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So, um, we're saying that we love you from Big Dot Radio Show. Cherish loves you. PJ Fons loves you. Big I Dot love loves you. you. So and, much. And PJ Fons, it's okay. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me talk. <laughs> okay, so um, we hope you guys take heed to our advice as much as possible. Don't forget, follow us on our Instagram page at big.pr. Leave your questions, your reviews. Okay, and also, PJ Fonz doesn't want me to talk. So she said, I should, I should remind you guys that all the, the things we said, it was from our perspectives, how we view it. So you can have your own different perspective. 
drop your comment, drop your review, follow us. Don't forget to like and comment on our posts on I on Instagram and also follow me on my Instagram page cherish underscore ogede. Do not follow PJ Funds. <laughs> okay, so this brings us to the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you learned a lot. Um, oh, God. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Malaya wanted to shoot his shots. But God, no shame on us. God, pass. God, pass. Okay, so we're going to be signing out with this song, Titanium by David Guetta featuring Sia. Have an amazing week. Stay safe. And until we meet again next week, Thursday, we love you. I love you. Peace.